Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. It's not what got you down. It's who's next to you. Who's with you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It's not what you're facing. It's who's with you. That makes all the difference in the world. Some in this room, you're scared of growing old. And as you age, you get more and more frightened and and you're doing all this weird stuff because you're panicking. The issue is who's with you as you grow old. And you know, if, if God is with me, I can handle anything in life. And the angel said to him, dress yourself. Did I skip some things? I sure did. I skipped a lot. He said, and the light shone in the cell. Like I said, God can bring light even to the darkest places. He struck Peter on the side and woke him saying, get up quickly. See, when God says move, you move. When God says come, you come. When God says give, you give. When he says go, you go and do it quickly. He said when he did that, chains fell off his hands. Guess what fell off means in the Greek? It'll surprise you. It means fell off. I'm not just telling a story here. I want faith to rise up in your heart. That stuff can fall off of your life. And the angel said to him, dress yourself and put on your sandals. And here's the truth. There are some things that God will do for you, but there are other things you got to do for yourself. I've learned to pray as if everything depended on God, but work like it depends on me. And he did so. See, when you become a doer of the word and not just a a hearer, you start getting results. You'll get free in your life. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. I repeat, God's miraculous power doesn't relieve us from our responsibility to obey and to do our part. Often there's a cooperation between us and God. As he Moses had to lift up his hand over that Red Sea. Then only after he lifted up the hand did, 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 did the sea part. The Bible said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You got to stretch out the hand. And only after you're bold enough to stretch out the hand might you see the hand of God do what the hand of God has promised. But you got to do your part. I can't sit at home and say, Lord, I pray that people get blessed today. Everyone at Grace Church. No, I got to show up behind the pulpit as many services as we have and deliver God's word. And only as I do my part can God do his part in each life. And he did so and 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 and. Uh, Then in verse 9, he went out and he followed the angel. And listen to me carefully, saints. You need to learn to stop criticizing and arguing with, but following the leadership God has placed in your life if you really want to get out of prison. A lot of people come to listen to me. Only a small percentage of folks come to do what they hear said. My prayer is that we have a a people in this house that are not, again, just hearers, but ultimately are doers of what the Word of God says, that, that a following, delegated, God-ordained authority to the place that God has called all of us corporately. Scripture says Peter did not know that he was what he was doing or what was going on was being done by an angel and that it was real, but he thought he was seeing a vision. Sometimes God is just too good to be true. And I've had moments I'm right in the middle of the miracle. I'm like, really? What is this really happening? Sometimes I look at my wife and say, Lord, is this real? I could, you know how many women I could have married? 
I say, is this real? And she, she's not trying to stab me, kill me, hurt me, harm me. <laughs> she's praying for me and pulling for me. When you got a woman like that, you hear what I'm saying? Amen. When they had passed the first and the second guard, here's the truth that I know. There may be stages in your deliverance. You know, at, at, at first, you know, you, you get free of one devil, but you ain't got to deal with another devil, then another devil. I get mad. People get mad at me when they talk this way, you know. I'm going to keep talking this way because I'm going to keep preaching the Bible. You know, you, you, you get, God sets you free from fornication and all that weird stuff. And, and, and then, you know, you, you're free, but then you got to set you free of cigarettes. And then, then you get, get free of that, then you got to set you free of gossiping. And, and you know, thank God the, the, the original deliverance was real, but he ain't done. And there's a, there's a process. And what happens is someone gives their life to Jesus, and the saints expect everyone, you know, just everything in their life to get right in a moment. No, 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 no. It is a process. God will deliver them of one thing. Let me tell you something. God will leave some things in your life just for you to use your faith. Because there were some things that fell right off me. But there were other things, man, I had to work it out in fear and trembling. And I had to fast and pray, and that didn't seem to work. And I had to go to the Word. That didn't seem to work. Then I went to other people. That didn't seem to work. And I had to deal with some things and process through to get free. So the thing is, what happens is because you got free like that, you expect everybody else to get free in the same area you got free like that. Other people, it takes a little bit. I don't think I'm condemning you as I talk about these different things going on in your life. I'm trying to bring you hope. God can set you free, but you've got to call evil, evil. If you just call it a mistake or a lifestyle, you're never going to get free. But when you call sin, sin, and Lord, you say, Jesus, you know, you come to empower me to, to overcome sin and that I, I don't have to live a life. When you call the right thing, you'll get free of the right stuff. Amen. says, then they came to the iron gate leading to the city. See, what's wonderful, you have this process, but then God, in the midst of the process, it's like he does a miracle, and then it's process, but then don't discount miracles, because he can still do it again. They came to the iron gate, this is the hard gate, and I've experienced some hard stuff, man. You know, I got free of some things, and I processed through other things, then I came to something, man, just, whoo, I didn't even know it was in me, and then when I saw it, man, it had iron bars, and it was immovable. It's like a mountain in my life. Lord, what am I going to do? God, I wish I didn't even know that was inside me, because it's been with me all the time. And, and dear God, I don't know if I could face it or, or deal with it. But watch what happened. It opened for them of its own accord. This is where they got the idea of the electric door from. It's the first electric door in history. You see, as, as Peter cooperated with his angel, Deliverance became effortless. You need to cooperate with the good angels. You need to cooperate with the leadership God's placed in your life. And they went out and went along one street. He got free and began to walk around Zion. And immediately the angel left him. Now here's the deal. Particularly those of you that are new to the faith, you need to learn this. You will not always operate on a spiritual high. You know, He's with an angel at one moment, feels the glorious presence of that angel. It's too good to be true, man. He feels like he's caught up in a vision or, or a dream. He, he's not sure what's happening. But the reality is, encounters will come to an end, but your faith must not. And whether you feel it or don't feel it, whether the goosebumps are there or they're not there, you need to walk by faith and not by sight. Have you noticed, noticed of late I've been talking a lot about faith? I believe that's what God's calling for in this season. Verse 11, 
When Peter came to himself, man, he was just, he was like, you know, my, I'm like, man, he, he's overwhelmed. He's like, am I dreaming? Am I awake? Is this spiritual? You know, what, what's going on here? But he finally came to himself. He said, now I'm sure. It's like, you know, my feet, are, these are real feet. I'm really planted on the ground. This is not a spiritual uh, trance. It's not an illusion. Now I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting. Jesus delivered him. God delivered him from the hand of Herod. What's the name of your demon? God can deliver you from any named demon in your life. And from all the people, all the circumstances that might oppose you. When he realized this, you see, it takes time sometimes for my brain to catch up to the Lord. Sometimes, you know, man, we think we're so smart, but God is so wise and, and our little pea brains can't always keep up. And even Peter, who's trained by Jesus himself, his mind needed time to catch up. And some of the good things God has done in my life, I, it takes me a while to transition on the inside. Like, it's, you know what? I don't have to clip a coupon to go out to dinner anymore. You know what? And, and you find yourself, you know what? I don't have to do that this time. But, but listen, I still kind of clip coupons. But, <laughs> but I don't have to. It takes a while to catch up. You know, I go a place, I used to look at all the menus, and I, I think, okay, what can I afford? Let them eat a little, they can pick what they want. I won't let them know that I'm really watching my budget. So I'll get the cheapest thing as, as they get the most expensive. But you know, and I'm like, you know, I don't even have to look at the cost of the meal. Lord, I could just order what I want. Hopefully they order what they want. We're just going to have a good time. But it took a while to process on the inside to begin to act like what God has really done in my I'm like, I don't know how I keep losing the scripture. What verse am I in again? <laughs> verse what? Thank you. Well, Peter came to himself and said, you know, surely this was an angel that delivered me. And verse 12, when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary. I like the Bible because it tells the truth, contrary to some of our doctrines and teachings of the past. This Mary was a homeowner. Did you catch that? If you read the New Testament carefully, you'll notice the ladies in the church were doing it big. They were doing it big. Mary had her own house, a single woman handling business. It's in the Bible. Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, she had a boy where many were gathered together and they were praying. They were using this house of the glory of God. The question is, when you get that big house, when you get that car, will you use it to the glory of God? Or now you're going to start using that big screen TV to sit there and watch it on Sunday versus going to the house of God. Or you're going to use that car to drive places you shouldn't go on Sunday morning. You hear what I'm saying? Or are you going to be traveling about when you, you know, you should be in the house of God? Now we need to go on vacation, need to travel. I know you can't be here every Sunday, but I watch people use the blessings of God to totally destroy them. Be very, very careful. By the way, the greatest test in your life is not when you're poor. When you're poor, you need him. Oh, God, help me pay the rent. Oh, Jesus, help me with this child. Oh, God, help me with this, this woman or man. But when everything's going good, you start thinking, you know what, I got this thing down. She loved me, the kids are acting right, and you know what, the bills are paid. You know what, I think I'm just going to sit here. And you know what, I'm just going to pray by myself today. I'm just going to 
give them glory in my, 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 my bedroom. Then I'm going to slip down and put some slippers on. And, and you know, it's been a while since I've watched Meet the Press. You hear what I'm saying? So I'm going to sit there and watch what's going on in the world so I can pray for the world. And we get in our little deceptions. Y'all know I'm telling you, that's why you're applauding. Because I'm telling you the truth. You know it. The devil is tricky. He'll get right in your ear. Slithering around your brain if you let him. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway to this sister's house, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Now, this house needed a porter. Pay attention. Meaning this house had an outer gate. If it had an outer gate, it meant it, meant it had an inner court. And if Peter had to knock, and we're going to discover in a moment, the people on the inside didn't hear. It meant the gate was so far out from the house that all the banging was not within earshot of the people on the inside. So the idea that everybody in the church has to be poor is of the devil. The early church had people that had some means, people with resources. The Bible said in another place, there were, from time to time, people would sell their housing lands and lay it at the apostles' feet. You can't sell housing lands unless you own them. The problem today, God can't receive such an offering because we mortgage to the tilt. But nobody owns nothing. God wants to change that. In the fall, I, spend, I plan to spend about a month talking about some of these things to, to, to get you on the path of, of blessing and wealth in this world. 14, recognizing Peter's voice in her joy, this is Rhoda that was keeping the door. She did not open the gate, but ran and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. God's miraculous power can make you do funny things. They said to her, Rhoda, you are out of your mind. Now, if they heard the knocking on the gate, they wouldn't have commented that. Said, Rhoda, you're, you're out of your mind. You see, when you pray and your James dies, please listen to me. It's hard to think that God's going to hear you when you pray about your Peter. And I've had experiences where my James died. I prayed for them, believed for them. But somewhere I read, he is the resurrection and the life. And even when you're facing apparent defeat, you've got to learn to get up and go at it again. I don't know the answers to everything, and the Bible doesn't explain why James died and, and, John, and Peter didn't. But what I do know is God's word is true. And even though I don't have an explanation for everything, my responsibility is to only believe. He didn't say only figure it out. And son, when you get it figured out, go and believe again. He said, if you only believe, you will see the glory of our, our God. So sometimes that's got to get dumb. Lord, I can't figure it out. I'm not even trying to figure it out. I'm just going to trust you again. You know, it's dumb people like me that get results. It's people that are dumb enough to get past the James that experience the resurrection or the release of their Peters. But she kept insisting and wrote her. She's like, I know what I know. I know I'm just a porter. I know I'm just a little girl. And by the way, didn't you notice a pattern that it's always these girls that are bringing messages of God's deliverance and power? It was women that brought the message to the apostles that Jesus was risen from the dead. They were hiding in the room, but they were brave. They were out there in the tomb where, where they were, could have been in harm's way. And they went and told the story to the men. And, and sometimes our women are, are ahead of us just a little bit. 
She kept insisting it was so. But the men, you know, who were leading the room, they kept saying, it, it is an angel. You see, the natural mind will never figure out the things of God. In fact, the Bible says the carnal mind is hostile toward God. You'll never fit him in here. He's too big for that. But Peter continued what? Knocking. It was easier for Peter to get out of jail to get into that prayer meeting. And that's the way God feels sometimes. You see, what's amazing about God is even in the midst of my unbelief in my brain, God hears me praying. That's why you got to pray in the spirit sometimes. Because the spirit knows what you need. And it's the only perfect prayer. You know, when I say it in English, I can mess it up. But when I'm praying in the spirit, I'm praying in the language that the, 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 the devils don't know. You hearing me? The, 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 the Bible talks about it. It said it's the, 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 the language of angels. God is praying through me, sometimes in spite of me. And when I'm done, I say amen to whatever I said. Let me tell you something. God does few things apart from prayer. And if you're limited to just praying in English, you need to pray all the time. Now, listen, we should pray all the time. But I mean, you need to pray. You need to quit your job. And just stay at your house trying to figure it and sort it out. But life is complicated. You got stuff coming at you. You have no no idea how many cars you passed on your way to church this morning. How many people were talking on their cell phone but God. They, they, you know, but that stoplight, the only reason it worked was your angels were there ahead of you. And you have no idea in that service on Friday you came to, you were praying in the spirit, you prayed for that situation and resolved it. And for that reason, your family made it here today. Don't mishear me. Please pray in English. But don't limit yourself. Use the full arsenal. But Peter kept knocking. And when they opened, notice... They all marched to the gate. He said they opened. Rhoda, didn't, Rhoda told them, but then they went. And again, that's what we do. We bring people the message of the gospel, then we together go back to Jesus or back to the place of the miracle. And when they opened, they saw him and were what? Amazed. 17. But motioning to them with his hands, be silent. Like, y'all trying to get me put back in prison. Stop it. I just got out, you know, and, and, and they don't even know it yet. Pandemonium set in, hit the place. And people, again, you come to grace and you expect, you know, this holy hush and everything. Let me tell you something. When God's really doing things, people will be excited. That people will worship him with, 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 with vigor. They'll be, he had the sight. He said, hush, guys. They began to praise God, shout, and the deacons began to dance, and, and all types of stuff began to happen, and, and everybody, man, oh, pandemonium hit that out of court. And then Peter's like, shh, 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 shh. By the way, the spirit of the prophet subject to the prophet. So I know you're excited and everything, but when Bishop said, calm down, you can calm down. I'm preaching good today. I'm telling you something. He described to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. He told his testimony. He need to tell people how God brought you out of your prison. He said, what God did for me, he'll do for you, daughter. And watch what he says. He said, Tell these things to James. James was the pastor at this point of the church at Jerusalem and to the brothers. This may surprise you, but Peter was not an authority unto himself. He was accountable to other leaders. You will never get so high and so spiritual that you don't have to answer to others. 
Peter has a great miracle. He's the favorite apostle. He's the one to preach the first sermon. But what does he say? Tell my pastor James. Peter was probably older than James. Well, no, he probably wasn't. I don't know how old he was. I'll tell you this. He was older in the faith than James. Because James was the brother of Jesus, and he got saved afterward. This is a different James, not the James that just got killed. But he submitted to his authority. He said, tell the authorities. Can you tell your authorities? Do you know the authorities in your Tell these things to James, this is the half-brother of Jesus, and to his brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. After Peter got free, immediately he said, I got to get out of Dodge. But, but I watched some of you, and I, I say this lovingly, I, I, I love you with my heart. As my wife says, I love you with my intestine. Now that sounds weird, but in her language it's nice. God saves you from an abusive situation. Keeps you, you don't die. You, you leave without blood this time. But you insist on going back to the place or staying in the place God has just delivered you from. And then you wonder why you're back in bondage. God has set Peter free and he knew if I stay there, they're going to put me back in that jail. Let me tell you something. When God sets you free, if you stay with that same set of friends that got you in the trouble you were in, if you insist on staying in those same circumstances that got you into that mess, don't be surprised you fall back into that same old bondage. You better get out of there. You better get away from them. Scripture says here, then he departed and went to another place. I'm out of time this morning, but I have a very, very simple appeal. There are people right now in this room, you need to go to another place. And what's amazing about God, you can make that shift in a moment. Bible says he will snatch us out of darkness and translate us into the kingdom of his beloved son. And right now you're dealing with life only as a natural person. You're operating based on the natural sphere of things. But God wants you to shift and step into the spiritual realm. He wants you to permit him to come into your heart to change you first in spirit so that you have access to every blessing and all the favor that God has for you that's been locked up from you all these years of your life. But the key is accepting Jesus as the lover of your soul. It's accepting him as your new master, owner, and savior. It's about, you know what, Lord, I'm going to follow your directions instead of the directions of my mind or, or the way the world says I should go. Lord, you tell me, you show me in your word, Lord, I'll obey. And by the way, the word of God is too hard for any of us to fulfill or do on our own. You need Jesus on the inside to live out this gospel. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.